Well, hello and welcome to the Moorlands Church podcast in the cave of Adullam. This is episode four. I'm Jay Standwick, your host. I work as a student pastor at Moorlands Church. And today on the podcast, we're thinking about the whole area of discipling children. The Bible has lots to say about this, both to parents of children, but also to whole churches. And we want to keep the conversation going as a church family and learn from one another about how we can disciple children well. I'm going to hand over to Becky Byram. She's our families worker at church. And in this episode, she's interviewing three parents in our church family who have children at different stages of life to learn from them about some of the encouragements, some of the challenges, some of the things they're learning along the way as they disciple their own children. We hope you find this episode helpful and I'm going to hand over to Becky. Well, hello everybody. Thank you for joining us today. Um, Why don't we just go around and um, introduce ourselves? Okay, hi, I'm Jo. Um, I'm married to Andy. I've got two boys. One, uh, Daniel, who's 18, just started at university, and Matthew, who's 12, who's just started at high school. I'm Natalie. I'm married to Jo, and we've got four children. Sophie's six, Isla's five, Harry's three, and Jack's 18 months. I'm Gareth. Uh, I also have three children, uh, and... Uh, they are James, who is four, just started at school, um, Caleb, who is two, and Anna, who's about eight months old. And you're married to Fee? I am married to Fee as well. <laughs> <laughs> Great. Um, fab. Okay, so it'd be wonderful to hear um, a bit about um, what it's like uh, discipling your children. So, Nat, how is it, what, have, what encouragements have you had uh, over the last year in your family? I think we've seeing the results of spending a long time with the babies not thinking it's doing anything but now with the girls particularly just seeing things start to click and then start to understand things for themselves and especially with Sophie seeing them sort of trusting that it's true that's just been a massive encouragement um and something else that encouraged us is that we we just started reading the actual Bible at breakfast for the first time rather than a children's one. And just seeing that they really engaged with it. Um, we were started going through acts before Christmas um, and it seemed, it worked much better than we thought it would. Uh, yeah. And I think mainly that's when now we've switched Bible times to breakfast. So they're eating and that actually helps in terms of quietness and distractions. Yeah. <laughs> Top tip. <laughs> How about you, Joe? What encouragements? Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, I think that's really helpful, isn't it, Sarina? I was just thinking that it feels like there's years, doesn't there, of you being in children's Bibles and the same ones over and over again. It's great to get into the actual thing. Um, yeah, this year's been a massive encouragement to us. Uh, and it feels like we're almost at the other end of it, sending Daniel off to university and uh, in lots of ways. I would like to go back to the beginning and start again and do better. Um, but at the same time, it, God's grace to us and um, and to him has just been beautiful to see. Um, so it's been, uh, it's been lovely to see his faith grow and be uh, his own faith. It was wonderful to see him baptised and uh, hear his testimony that he had written himself and we had nothing to do with. And... Uh, it's great to walk into his room and see him reading his Bible without us telling him to or doing it with him. And uh, and it's great 
to see him go off to university and what you know be excited about um living for the lord and um and you know getting to know people who can encourage him with that and and um pointing those who don't know him to him so it's wonderful but we you know we're really aware that it wasn't us and um it's god's amazing grace um and matthew i guess this is in similar you know it's exciting to see him go off to high school and he has loved having um you know walks to school with a christian and he just loves that he really values that and uh and he is looking for opportunities to talk to his friends and that's exciting too and uh and it's good to see him to have that opportunity of him doing new things and having new experiences and and coming home and being prepared to talk about that because that's what we've we've learned to do together not that he's always in the mood for it but when he is <laughs> it's great to do that <laughs> yeah. wow so that's sort of the other end of and I guess why doing those things, yeah, like Nat was saying, yeah, things that you feel like aren't working, but yeah, down the line you start to see the fruit of them. Yeah, well. yeah, and it's holding that balance, isn't it, between thinking, you know, one, you've got to work hard at parenting, haven't you, and think about it, and think about what you're doing, and think about how you can do things better, and how you can bring the Lord into their lives. At the same time, it's just vital that we just keep praying to the Lord and trusting him with it because mm. it's his work isn't it at the end of the day and and we just get to watch it and rejoice and be thankful to him um which is what happens I think every time someone turns to the Lord doesn't it and but it feels even more vital with our own children and mm. precious mm. um yeah praise God um any encouragements from the Watts family yeah so I think um uh, obviously, the very, very different end of the spectrum to what Joe's talking about is is really exciting to hear those things and think about the lives that our, our children will have as they grow up and what, what mm-hmm. we'll do with them. I think at the minute, um, I think what's encouraging us is just that our children are very excited about they're excited about church and Sundays. They're excited about reading the Bible. They're excited about Bible stories. Mm-hmm. And I think that's yeah, that's what I really that's what I want for them at the moment. That this is something that's that's great and that's good. It's good news, isn't it? And it's good that. That they like that and they're excited about that yeah. um and then i think you know we, we're kind of hoping that will become more conversations the start of you know james in in school starting to think a little bit more chat with us a little bit more start to have a bit more conversation but that's obviously it's, it's very early stages of him come understanding things and mm. and so it's turning that excitement into over the years understanding and, and joy really i guess but but it's great we're loving how excited they are about it all yeah it's lovely that they get to see you doing all that as well. I think you don't realise that they're just watching all the time, aren't mm. they? They're watching you learn. You have conversations with parents at the gate and be talking about, you know, looking for opportunities to get to know people and talk about the Lord. And they they learn a lot from what, watching what you're doing. Yeah, which which can be an encouragement, but can be a little bit scary yeah. as well. Can't really think about <laughs> yeah. They're watching everything. But, um, yeah. Which is which is great, isn't it? And, it, and that sort of gives you lots of opportunities to yeah. be modelling what it's going to look like. Yeah. yeah. So, what are some of the particular challenges as you try and disciple <clears throat> younger children? Do you think? I think I think probably. Well, I think um, Joe's alluded to some of them. It's you, you're kind of doing a lot of the same sort of stuff. I, th- I think particularly one of the one of the challenges that that we find is 
uh, our, our three children all have quite different needs for where they're at. For when we're, we're going to open the Bible and look at it, the attention span of an eight-month-old and a four-year-old four is very different. And, and kind of how they're going to engage with the stories, how they engage with you know, a little bit of you know, chat is very different. I think that's, that can be a challenge. That can make it feel like everyone's doing something different and it's quite hard to kind of keep going with it. Um, and I think the other, um, uh, another challenge that we find is it's just consistency. When you're doing the same, you know, how many how many times you've read this this story or this Bible and doing it again and again, um, it can be hard to think. Oh, just keep going. Yeah, this is this is going to be worth it. We can't see anything in a minute and years later. Um, that that fruit of actually sitting down patiently with with them is, I'm sure, will be borne out. But it feels hard at consistency, and I think I was thinking about this um, after we think about on Sunday morning. Yesterday, we were recording this on a Monday, so yesterday was Sunday, um, <laughs> and Daniel's reminding us that we need to keep listening to the word. It doesn't just happen. And I was thinking that with our, with our children, actually, that consistency really matters because they're never just going to happen to listen to the Bible. They're never going to happen to read it every day. They're never going to happen to come to church, and that consistency does matter because it's in the it's in the consistency of years that. They're going to become people who who love God and love His Word and love and teaching it to others. And those, I think, some challenges we feel. Natalie, I don't know about you. Yeah, and some some days they're just not going to listen very well. <laughs> and like whatever you do, it's going to be chaos with some children like just in the middle of Bible time saying, "I want more milk" or something. You know, they're not with it and that that's okay because it'll just happen like that sometimes um i think we also find the pitching it at a level that helps jack to learn to listen but also pushes sophie on um and it asks her to think i think that can be tricky sometimes um so kind of keeping them all involved um and also what can be challenging sometimes is when you're trying to teach them to do what Joe was saying with Matthew and kind of share what they're learning with you. Um, quite often, I don't know is the answer. <laughs> and you just think, well, I, do you genuinely not know or can you not be bothered to tell me? Um, so quite often after like different, because we've got a child in pretty much every group at church. Um, if we say to Harry, what have you learned? Usually, oh, I don't know. I didn't learn anything. But you know he did, and it might like I think we you just got to keep on talking because usually after about three days it'll pop out or something, and then you'll be like, oh, you did learn. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah, were listening. Yeah, yeah. So not being too kind of not expecting it to be perfect and textbook each time because mm. that's not reality. Um. So Joe, obviously you've had a, a long experience of um, discipling children. So what have been the challenges as children have grown? Yeah, I think. Um, Again, something we touched on earlier, actually, I think um, as children get older, they're just part of, they're part of our lives more, they're part of our conversations more, they listen to everything, and it feels like they listen to a lot when they're little, um, but you can stop them listening or distract them, God, you guys, you just can't when they get older, and it just feels more and more um, that um, that my sinful heart is exposed to my children and they learn from what I do rather than what I say and um, and it's hard to see your own sin repeated in your children too um, to see that they do they have learned you know to respond like I do wrongly to things um, 
and um, and it can be hard to know how to helpfully address sin in their lives because we all we know what it's like to struggle with sin and um, and get that balance right between pointing it out but pointing out God's grace and kindness to us in that too um, and doing that in a way that's sensitive and helpful and at the right time rather than um, when it occurs to me or I see it and they're frustrated and as well um, I think that's a big challenge um, it was a particular challenge when I was homeschooling because Matthew and I would often get frustrated with each other at the same time and we had to learn to quickly say you know often I'd say to him look when that happens please just pray for me pray that I wouldn't <clears throat> feel cross at that time and then and so we learned to kind of do that for each other if you like and um, and I remember there being times where he'd be praying for me and I was still feeling really frustrated and cross with how the lesson had gone or um, uh, how he'd responded or whatever it was that I was cross about that obviously isn't important because I can't even remember it now <laughs> but what was important is that we learned together to come to the Lord with that Sorry, I feel like I've lost the question a little bit. <laughs> what are you asking me? What the challenges are. What the challenges are. Yeah, <laughs> kind of still there. <laughs> um, it's been a challenge to know, as they've got older, how, when and how to encourage them to read the Bible for themselves. So you've moved from children's Bibles to real Bible. It was challenging to think about how we do that. And I'm not really sure how we've done that, to be honest, but it's beautiful to be at the other end of that with Daniel and, and with Matthew. I still read the Bible with him, although on a Saturday he does it himself. So I guess we're kind of mid-ground with that a little bit. Um, I think the, one of the other big challenges is knowing when, um, when to prepare children for things that might come up at school or mm. with friends and when to wait for them to happen before you mm. um, talk about them. Um, and that's where I think things like Focus and Connect or the, our group, youth groups are really helpful because they raise them in, often you raise them in a context that um, that isn't just me saying because when you raise it personally it's almost like you're saying I think this is going to happen to you or mm -hmm. I think someone might say this to you and um, um, yeah and I don't think they're always ready to listen whereas I think it's really helpful to do that in a youth group where everyone is talking about it and um, yeah so we want to help our children and help them be ready for everything that's coming at them but um, but we, it's hard to do that and for that to feel really important to them and for them to absorb everything when it's not right there happening then at the time. Mm. Um, so those are some of the things that I think have been tricky as I've got older. Mm. I think um, a lot of what I find challenging is in my own heart when they're getting older. <laughs> because if I see them coming home from school saying something that someone else has said, or something that's an issue or like a sin that I can see them doing. Mm. My, I kind of, I really panic about it sometimes. Mm. I just sort of think, oh no, they're thinking this. Or like, they've been exposed to this. Like, what am I going to do about it? Like, I need to, I just need to smash that out. And I need to, <laughs> I need to get rid of that thought. Yeah. I need to stop them thinking that. And I want to just take them out of school straight away. Yeah. But then that's my, that's me. That's not them. Like, I could 
easily show them a better way of kind of going to God with it and but I think a lot of my tendency is to sort of fear those situations yeah and I, I want think, to control them yeah I really I think you, you never control your children no but you feel you might feel like you do when they're sort of really little yeah. and they're at home and well, you, because do you do have a lot control. of control yeah. about what they're doing but as they get more and more outside of your control I like control so that yeah. freaks me out me quite too. a bit it's um, really hard when they get to university. It just shows me how much I'm not trusting God's sovereignty. Yes. I, I think I'm sovereign. Yeah, mm. totally. Just it's good to learn you're not. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and come to the one who is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There'd be no point me being sovereign because I'd be terrible. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I'm glad I'm not. Too. But um, yeah, yeah, it's scary. It is. Um. It would be good to talk about um, Sundays and, and church life generally and how that fits in with um, what you're trying to do with your children. Um, so maybe Nat, do you want to kick us off? How, yeah. how do you um, make the most of Sundays and discipling your children? Yeah, I think we just start talking about it, probably not early enough, but probably on Saturday we'll talk about Sunday and we'll kind of say, oh, this is what you'll be doing in your groups let's read the passage which we either do on a Saturday or a Sunday morning we talk about who's going to come for lunch um we talk about who might come to church just us being excited about it helps them be excited about it Sunday is a massive day of treats (laughs) so they you know they get chocolate and squash and biscuits at church and then a pudding at home and then like you know there's just treats all over the place so in general it's a day to look forward to so I think that's good just to get a a really positive thing about going to church Mm -hmm. just making sure how we speak about it um you know not sounding grumpy or complaining about anything that we're doing Mm -hmm. um and just preparing them so just i think your children are capable of different things at different times so just making sure they all know what's expected of them Mm -hmm. so harry just has to sit and be quiet and try to sing and put his hands together and say amen when we pray and that's his rules like his sunday kind of aims um yeah i think which we learned off you actually gareth so maybe you want to say <laughs> I, I, I was just thinking those those expectations yeah. sound great I We've got the, the yeah no so we, we do we do the same well with the same expectations we want our children um, all of them do the same thing well i mean anna she just she just looks at everybody and it's lovely. But um, <laughs> but we, we expect them to sit uh, and listen. Um, we, don't, we don't always expect them to sing. We try and tell them to stand and smile during the songs, which um, I, I was thinking about this. Uh, I noticed Caleb just looking as grumpy as anyone could look um, during one of the songs. I think I'd moved him or something. I just thought, we're not standing and smiling. Uh, but Because it's, it's really hard, isn't it, to sing, actually, when there's lots of words. Um, we want them to kind of be participating as, as much as they can, feeling like they're, they're part of church, um, e- even from a, from a little age. Uh, and that's why we, we want them to kind of be standing up, be looking around during the, during the songs, uh, and we want them to be saying amen with us because that's something that they can do. Um, my, my children, um, well, they're my children, uh, so they're quite loud <laughs> and they're quite enthusiastic. Um, so they'll often say quite a big amen from wherever they are, but that's a moment they can they can be loud and they can let that loudness out, and it's not, you know, it's not going to distract anybody and it's not going to stop everyone else listening, but it's actually helping them to be part of it. So, um, 
do you to, do you talk to them about that and how often do you do that <clears throat> we uh, we talk about the expectations probably most weeks we remind them as we go in most weeks what we're going to be doing this morning um, sometimes it's just just in the car as we we get to church say right well, what are our expectations we're going to be sitting we're going to be standing smiling we're going to be saying amen so they just so they know and they've kind of got got categories um, yeah, I don't know, how do you manage that with Harry? We do remind him, and we also remind him at mini-grubs that Bible time is for sitting and listening. Um, yeah, so I think just keeping it at the front of their minds. I think I find it more tricky probably when there's a few that need hands-on control, like you need to sit with them or sit on their lap or sort of be holding a toy for them then it can be harder with the others to make sure they're actually engaging. Because when they get older, they re- they can be really good at sitting and looking like they're listening. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's helpful, isn't it? Because I think sometimes with an archer, I certainly did often had expectations but didn't communicate that very well. Sounds like you guys are doing that really well, and that's really helpful, isn't it? Because yeah. it's much easier and kinder to... For them to know what we expect and to be told up afterwards for something they didn't really know they were doing. Yeah, I think I think it help, helps both ways. I mean, I say our children definitely don't always do what we what we expect, what we want, and um, we don't have that control, do we? But I think I think it helps yeah. for kind of being really positive with things that yeah. we did well. I thought that was great. We you know, yeah, it, really it gives them helpful. something to think that they did that part well, as it were, um, yeah. and they kind of were there and part of it. Yeah. So. And then when you're saying shush, they know why, because yeah, yeah. you've been really clear. Yeah. Yeah. Well, some weeks, sorry. Uh, <laughs> some weeks, like, we'll just have to take Jack out, because he's cross, and that's okay. Or yeah. Harry will fall, <coughs> Harry falls off the pew most weeks. <laughs> and so, that we just got to deal with it, you know? Yeah. And that's fine, isn't it? Cause yeah. Yeah. Um, I was sat next to Sophie one week and noticed that she had a little um, pad with some things to like look out for to help her listen. I thought that was really um, helpful, like words I've heard that I don't understand or yeah. um, what songs are we singing, that kind of thing. Mm. Um, it seemed like a helpful way to help maybe slightly older children engage. Yeah. 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 Do you do that every week? No. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we probably could, but um, I think particularly weeks she's in for the sermon. Okay. Because I think their attention span is like is okay up till group groups point. Yeah. Um, usually when they're a bit older, but I think if they're staying in for the sermon at that age, you've got to give them something to focus on. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. I bet you have fun guessing what the word is. She said that she doesn't understand if she doesn't know how to spell it either. <laughs> <laughs> no, she's pretty. You know, you can usually. She can remember out. herself. Yeah. That's good. Well done, her. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Um. How did it work for you, Joe, as the boys got older and keeping them engaged in church? Were there any challenges? <coughs> well, in some ways it's similar in the sense that um, talking about it just made me think. So, so it was interesting. So as I was thinking about what I was going to say today, I said to Matthew last night, um, what, do you think we should, what do you think we have done and what do you think we should do to help you? Um, and we had a really helpful discussion and so talking, I think I'd say, I don't think I'd have said that, except that that happened last night. <laughs> and um, so keeping having conversations about it, I guess. What what do you find difficult? How can we make that easier and help with that? Mm. Um, so um, I think 
we forget we used to when they were little always read the passage the day before I think we haven't done that very regularly for a little while but Matthew said last night that's really helpful when we do that um, so we need to do that again and um, and we, we then will say to them, so what do you not understand in this passage and what questions have you got? And it changes the way you come to the sermon then, I think. That sounds um, helpful for, for all of us, whatever it is. And it's really just easy to forget, isn't it? And good mm. to be reminded of. Um, and the interesting thing he said yesterday was that he'd struggled a little bit yesterday because he was tired. And I said, well, then we need to make sure you go to bed early on a Saturday, don't we? And I think he'll regret that next week. <laughs> but uh, I thought, well, that is a lesson for me too. I need to yeah. be ready for Sunday and not have a really late night. And um, so, yeah, it's good. It, it That kind of thing comes out, doesn't it, in conversation, I think. Um, so that was really helpful. Um, yep. I was talking to another family about something like that, and they were saying that on prayer tea Sundays... They never have a big Saturday, so they wouldn't have a massive day out, which would make the children tired because they notice the knock-on at prayer tea. Yeah. Like they have to really prepare and kind of have a more chilled day, yeah. not with too many people in. I was just thinking that's that's a really great way to prioritise things at church. Yeah, it really is. And help our children. Yeah. And help ourselves. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but we don't always do that, do we? Yeah, and Satan doesn't want us to have a great time at church and pretty, so, um, yeah, we'll make it much easier for us to have a great time on Saturday and be exhausted, or watch the next thing on Saturday night. And, <laughs> yeah, that's a good yeah, point. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just say that help, help ourselves. I think, I think we think a lot of this is, is about helping our children. You know, sometimes we think about it just as controlling our children yeah. in church, helping our children in church. But actually, a lot of this actually helps us, doesn't it? The better yeah. prepared our children are for Sundays, particularly when they're little and they've got a lot, you know, you, you could spend your whole time kind of going in and out, and, and that's that's fine when that needs to happen. But the better we help them prepare, the better we can we can listen, we can help them to see people who are listening. And that really matters, doesn't it? Yeah. It, it matters for us yeah. because we need to be listening, and it matters for them to learn to listen yeah. and to show them what it looks like. Yeah. So, it's remembering that, isn't it? Because it, I remember, you know, often finding Sundays hard and, you know, feeling like I couldn't really speak to anyone afterwards because I had to look after my children and that sounds awful. I love my children. Mm. But um, but it can feel hard, can't it? And yeah, actually, it, in, it, it, it's only okay when we remember that actually what do we want for our kids more than anything else is that they know and love the Lord and if that means that I give myself to them to prepare for Sunday and out on Sunday then it's not a lot to ask really and that's great it's just remembering that mm. end point isn't it mm. um, which is hard to do but yeah we need to help each other remember that don't we mm. it's really mm. useful well thank you very much everybody i think maybe we better leave it there we could go on couldn't we <laughs> yeah. um but uh thank you so much for all your um helpful thoughts and um hopefully this just helps us all keep chatting about these things together and encouraging each other and learning from each other about um how to do this great work of passing on the gospel to the next generation um shall i pray mm -hmm. yes Heavenly Father, we thank you so much for um, each one of the uh, families that you have brought to our church family and thank you for all the ways in which they are um, 
passing on the gospel uh, to their children. Um, thank you for the uh, privilege we have of partnering together um, as families, but also as a whole church family um, to help uh, the next generation come to know Jesus. And Father, we pray so much that you would particularly be helping uh, parents in our church family as they uh, seek to um, love their children, teach them about Jesus and, uh, and help them grow up knowing how to follow him. And we pray for our children, Lord. We pray that each one of them will come to have their eyes open to the wonder of Jesus and uh, they'll have their whole lives lived um, following him under his care, under his rule, and uh, that they'll join us in the new creation as we stand around his throne. And we pray this in his name. Amen. Amen. Thank you very much, everyone. I don't know if it's a problem, but my laptop has literally been taking off this whole yeah, time. Yeah, it has. I've not seen so an M1 laptop.